Um, we didn't discuss a cold open, but I have my formation lap ready. If you would like to do Start that. Start off the show. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Things that are taking up my brain right now are Philly's Red October, <laughs> disassociating with the Eagles' loss. So I don't have a lot of space in here for a creative cold open other than like, happy Coda week. Thank goodness. No, not thank goodness for Coda because we're not there, but thank goodness for Coda for every other reason. I am literally in Austin in every way except physically. Physically. Just so sad. And I was reminiscing this weekend about how the Phillies were making their playoff run this time last year and we sat at the bar and watched the Phillies destroy San Diego and that made those other people very sad but be very happy I don't know just so many good good code of memories I'm so I'm so jealous of everyone who's going uh well Because it's CODA, and it does seem like F1 ramps up news, excitement, and things around the USGP, we have a rapid-fire formation lap of everything we're going to cover on the show today, and it, I was going for quick and brief, and there's a lot here, because we are going to talk about a lot today. So we're going to start the show by finally addressing the elephant in the room, the Mercedes driver's might have had a bit of a collision on the track last week, and it might have been a very intentional that we didn't talk about it last week and kind of just left it as the elephant in the room, which is a bit that would have worked better if I remembered to edit the elephant into the YouTube video. So apologies for that. Uh, but we finally are a little tiny bit less emotional about it, and we will attempt to keep that cool when discussing the potential after effects heading into the USGP this week, and the lingering vendetta of the FIA against Lewis Hamilton. Also, we're going to switch things to be more positive, and Nicole is going to have a whole soapbox about the fact that Daniel Ricciardo is back in the car again for the second time this week, and we can say DR3 is back. Uh, But this one was a little more expected, so we're not doing a surprise bonus pod. Woo! Instead, we're just going to be excited on the normal pod. F1 has a bunch of business news that's come out this week, and really it's just giving us an excuse to talk more about Travis Kelsey, among other things, but but mostly Travis Kelsey. The full idea of this podcast was formed at the USGP last year, so we're going to finally give you the full origin story of Gridwalk and talk about our experience at the GP last year, uh, aka one of the best weekends of my entire life. And because this episode isn't full enough, we have to preview and attempt to predict the USGP. Also, F1 Academy is back for their final race of the season, so we get you caught up in everything that's happened on the season so far. Make our predictions for their for the first. Make our predictions for their race. Uh, that was a mouthful, and the sentence I wrote on my formation lab didn't make sense. So I will move on from that. But we're very excited that the F1 Academy is officially going to be broadcast. They've also recently announced some big karting news, as well as their schedule for next year. So we're going to touch on all of those things. Lastly, as always, we end the show with Yellow Sector Notes, one story you should know from every single team on the grid. That wraps up the Formation Lab for episode 39 of Gridwalk. Episode 44 is fast approaching. I am so excited to see what we decide to do for it. Uh, But Gridwalk is a weekly Formula One podcast that believes there are fascinating stories to discuss across the entire F1 grid. Please don't forget to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Leave us a comment. Maybe 
Tell us some tips for attending Grand Prix for anyone who's attending the USGP this weekend. You know, or just talk to us about Travis Kelsey. Both will leave me equally excited. Uh, but also, if you're listening on an audio platform, please hit the follow button. Turn on auto downloads. I can't even begin to tell you just how much a download means. I don't care if you download it and then just delete it immediately off your phone. That download really, really matters. Um, and also leave us a review. All of these things that I just yammered about really help support the show. Cold ground on our wind up on the grid. It's lights out. Away we go on this week's grid walk. Well, we have to talk about it. I don't. Yeah, we were like really gonna like you know elephant in the room it, it <laughs> but eventually plan to address it. But I, now is the time and a little less angry. Good thing that we're just like emotional sports fans that can only. Yeah emotion for so much and we can just you know fill in make room for other emotions this past weekend to be able to discuss this <laughs> that's nicole's really kind way of saying that the eagles lost last weekend therefore i only can be sad about so many sports things at once and therefore i am ready to discuss the lewis hamilton and george russell collision um, exactly yeah, unless, the unless other elephant in the room this week <laughs> woo uh, also, disclaimer, if you're watching on YouTube and you all of a sudden see my eyes just dart off, and it's because the Phillies game is on right now. You know, behind the curtain here, this is Tuesday, and the Phillies are currently playing. Uh, so I'm a bit distracted. Uh, but unless you were living under a rock at the previous Grand Prix, uh, Lewis Hamilton and George Russell kind of took each other out. And, Turn uh, one. It, it wasn't great, and it, it didn't didn't make the watching experience particularly fun for me, a Lewis Hamilton fan. Um, I will always be amazed that Lewis Hamilton is just a better person than everyone else. And that was my big takeaway from all of this, is that that man is... It just has a level of... Uh, I, I'm sure he has an ego. But his ability to even just take full credit for something, even if he doesn't actually need to take full credit for it, just for the sake of doing it, is just, he's just a better person than I am. And I feel like I say that a lot about Lewis Hamilton. That's exactly what I was going to say, is he did exactly what I wouldn't have done, or did it a lot faster than I would have done it. Unfortunately, I think it's just like what he's used to doing, and he's a good person. Grumpy, 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 trying to be less grumpy. I, um, how do I say this nicely? Um, as a Lewis Hamilton fan, I can fully admit when Lewis is in the wrong. I do think by the letter of the law, this collision was Lewis's fault. What I don't appreciate are the people extrapolating this into thinking that Lewis, or or promoting that Lewis is a dirty driver in any way, and seem to give other drivers passes for doing the same or worse things on track? I, I don't I don't appreciate the double standard, which is also why, like, also behind the curtain, like, why I don't appreciate or lean into doing segments that are super critical of Lewis Hamilton is because that kind of just ends up in a pile of fodder of uh, parties who don't have the best intentions and 
are are piling on Lewis because they don't like Lewis versus like critical thought. So it's like I don't I don't have a lot I can add to this. Like yeah, Lewis technically made a mistake on track. Technically, there's rumors that George probably should have just let him go. And that was decided by the team ahead of time. I don't really feel the need to pile on Lewis for any of this. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. How do you feel? <laughs> yeah, I think to your point of certain online discourse gets very interesting when, like, other drivers can be in, like, one scenario and it becomes like, oh, this is just one of the incidents of racing or the consequences of being a racing driver. And then, like, for Lewis, Lewis it seemed like it was so much more just, like, he was out to get George or it was totally his fault. He just doesn't know what he's doing. And he's like so many ways of blowing it out of proportion when I think in other circumstances, it wouldn't have been as intense as, I mean, as blown out of proportion. It, you could definitely see that different lens that he consistently has and everything he does put like on it. Oh, that's my puppy. I don't yeah. know if anyone Harper's can hear that. Harper's also really upset that George's second cousin is running the Mercedes social media accounts. <laughs> Which is not real, but... Hello, puppy! Oh, Harper, you think the playtime. Hey, if you go watch us on YouTube, you get to see a puppy. <laughs> a puppy that's a 80-pound chocolate lab. That's a puppy. I see a yeah. puppy. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, Harper's not normally here while we record, and I just got too emotional and started moving and emoting too much, and she was like, something's happening. I need to fix it. <laughs> Okay, apologies. You you were responding to my thing and I didn't even hear you. This is our last like annoying topic of the show rundown today. And this one I just feel like there's not much to say about. Like at this point if you collective person listening to this or seeing this on social media are denying that the FIA does not treat Lewis Hamilton differently than every other driver team person on the grid, I, I don't know how to convince you of it anymore. Like, it just, it is what it is. Um, FIA is reopening the investigation of Lewis, walking across the track, a guitar, blah, blah, blah. That's your TLDR. Whoa, I didn't know they could do that. Are they allowed to reopen mistakes they made? You know, because during the weekend, they said that like there was going to be no further investigation and that there was no reason to look into it, but then they reopened it back up. I thought they said they can't do that, Nicole. But everything's made up and the points don't matter. FIA can do what they want. Um, I want to, and this is me just looking to be an optimist, think that this is just for the betterment of safety and it's more just going to be like a meeting of like, Let's not do that. Just so they can say, like, let's not do that. Now, do I believe that's what this is? No. But that's what I want to put out into the universe. But I know that's not what this is. I don't have anything productive to say that I think should be recorded on our podcast. Thank you. Bye. Danny Rick is back for the second time this season. I can't believe this is what this season turned out as. I can. <laughs>
That's like the most F1 thing in the whole world. What do you mean we get to celebrate Danny Rick being back twice? That's unbelievable. <laughs> I get to be happy twice. And of course, it's for Austin. Firm believer that it was all on purpose. And this is because it just it's a better marketing story if Danny Rick returns, makes his return in Austin. They need his marketing at Austin, but they wanted to evaluate Liam. Like it was all, all... I'm, I believe check, that he probably check, could check. have come back the last, at least the last race, if not the last two. Oh yeah, probably. But this is a better story in the long run and you know, it give him more time to heal and he has the seat for next year. So like why, why the panic, why the rush? But does but, he have that seat? No, that's not what we're going to talk about first, because first no. we're going to talk about one of our favorite things ever, ever, ever to talk about, and definitely one of my favorite things super to talk about, merch, F1 merch, specifically Danny Ricardo merch. I am rocking my merch from last year, uh, Austin, Rick 3, Rodeo, Sad Face, Morning, not being there. So we are going to be discussing the expanding of the Danny Rick universe, the expanding of the Enchante universe, the Rick 3 Cowboy universe. So like I said, last year we had Rick 3 Rodeo, there was some hoodies, there was a sweater, there was sweatshirts, there was t-shirts. It was cute. It was a good collection of F1 things. Oh my goodness, has Danny Rick stepped it up this year. So one of my favorite things that Danny Rick does is he somehow within his own brand finds a way to build out like a multiverse and is able to somehow establish different types of merchandise that applies to a race but also somehow applies to Danny Rick himself. And where does he go big and where does he go his biggest? Oh my goodness, it seems like Coda 2023 is really where Danny Rick has hit his stride. So this year's Danny Rick Coda merchandise on Shantae Records, inspired by Danny Rick's love of Austin and its rich musical heritage, which fits really well that he was singing Wagon Wheel at like Nashville, the Red Bull honky tonk over the weekend. And all of the merch has this vibe of Big Rick and Goody Two Shoes. Seems like this like country band something definitely fits Danny Rick's vibe, but the extension of this product line, the skews in this line, this is insane. The depth goes wild. I'm going to go on a short list of every single item in this collection and you're like, what is this F1 race, like F1 driver doing who doesn't even have a permanent seat at the start of the season? How long was all of this in production? Was he going to be doing this anyway? Because the lead time on these things is crazy. Four crewnecks, five shirts, Two hoodies, a hazy cardigan, the Bucky Bronco sweater. Something that Danny Rick has really leaned into is giving the option for people to like have matching sets with t-shirts and whatever. He has two different color options in black and white. There is this matching set of these adorable whip stitch shorts, which I'm actually sharing my screen to show Brianna right now because where is this tab? Here it is. Yay. Okay. This top with these shorts is so adorable and I can't believe they're $100 each. It is so unbelievably unfair. I will add these screenshots to the YouTube video right now. Yes, I will give all of the links of things 
but they have these matching sets. There are these horseshoe socks, which are already sold out, and I'm really bummed because I want to, like, have them. A cream canvas denim western jacket thing, a western-style quarter zip, a corduroy tote bag, a bandana, and four different hats. Now, this extension, this entire collection is, like, so out of this world, like, so many different items. But it's screaming that so much of this is for a women fan base. And you're like, what do you mean? Why? It's like records, it's rodeo, it's whatever. Things that people don't want. Okay, let me tell you all the reasons why. One, matching sets are for everyone. But particularly women. Women started at first and then all their boyfriends or husbands were like, oh, that's really comfortable. And what do you mean I don't have to make decisions? And also, like, they were probably just dressed. Matching sets are for females. Are It's like an, it's a uniform. The like juicy couture velour sweatsuit way back when is like what started this entire revolution. <laughs> now, what a reference! I needed to interrupt the soapbox to tell you that that was a fantastic reference. There is this hazy checker cardigan that hundred percent Danny Rick is sitting in a meeting and says, "I need something that UT girls can wear to." football games. I need something that sorority girls can wear to chapter, wear to rush, all of these different types of things. This is a University of Texas merchandise. This could be in their entire, like, merch store. He has this crazy denim cowboy jacket thing. Who is this for? Not dudes. Dudes are totally not going to be wearing, ignore the dude wearing this here. There it is. <laughs> But this is totally an oversized fit of textures that females are really leaning into. And what officially sold me is that one of the hats completely matches the tote bag. You know who's definitely not wearing a matching hat and tote bag? Men. This is a line for the ladies and Danny Rick knows that the ladies love him. I can't believe the amount of items in this. It is so expensive so I just keep staring at it but I really want these adorable whip, whip stitch shorts whoo so danny rick continues to do the most i just love what he does so creatively with his own branded merch and like ways that he can fit gp things into it somehow he puts like a danny rick spin on everything so i can't wait to see what he continues to do especially next year with like a full official f1 season of danny ricardo that was a fantastic soapbox thank you I will never be able to get over how expensive his merch is. It is so mispriced. It is unreal. Yeah, but I'm gonna also good. make the case that like all F1 drivers merch is exceptionally overpriced. Danny Rick has like this is a lot. And like with the amount of like the productions in this, it the cost of goods has to be insane. But like, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. I it's said not exclusive that to him. But his right. is worse. Right. To be fair, I want to also make... I will be his devil's advocate forever. <laughs> the quality is incredible. These t-shirts are so soft. The sweatshirts are, like, so thick and nice. So, like, you're good. I can't speak to this line. I can speak to last year and everything else that I've ever bought has always been good material. But, yeah, it's still crazy expensive. I said the next thing I will eventually buy... Is whenever he restocks his FEA crew neck. That'll be, I'll spend $100 on a crew neck because I said it was, I know, I'm crazy, but I'll do it if he restocks it, but I won't buy any I, of I this think he stuff does because I'm not going better. and money. Yeah. 
I think he does merch better than any other driver on on or off the grid. And I think it was 100% worth the freak out and the soapbox about it. Um, and I, But I do think that the reason the socks are the only thing sold out right now is because they're mispriced. But yeah, the, it's like socks and like two, three hats. But like, yeah, it's exactly more reiterating the point of too expensive. Make too cheaper, expensive. please. But oh my God. Yeah. No, as soon as I saw, as soon as you pulled up the screen and I saw there was a tote bag in the line, I'm like, oh, yep. Nicole's right. This is made for women. Matching more men should carry corduroy hats. Oh, yes. Hard. Having bags is great. Just like women should have more pockets. Men should carry more bags. Right. 100%. So then we don't have to carry their stuff in our bags. Right. Because everyone's asking us anyway. Oh my god. I forgot I was going to put on my shoey hat. And we know what happened at Coda because we were both there together. (laughs) Right. At the same time. I don't know. It's very infrequent unless we're like, ah, behind the scenes recording that we're directly talking to whoever's listening to us. Yeah, we're having like a third wall moment. Hello. Hi. (laughs) So we realized when we were recording with Bryson that in the prior 38 episodes of this podcast, we have never talked about how this podcast came to be. And the origin story the like very official like the moment this podcast became more than a joke or something we talked about was at the usgp last year yeah because we've known each other since we were i was 20. i mean tech i was also 20. 20 yeah yeah so no is that possible were you 19? That's scary. I don't want to say that out loud. Well, how about this? Nicole's a, was we a were school in year college. older than me. Yeah. yeah. We met in college. Nicole's a school year older than me, and we celebrated her 21st birthday in Italy together. Um, so, but all that to say is we've known each other for six years? At least years. more. Has to be more. Oh, yeah, more. I'm 28. And, oh, my God. Yeah, so... We've known each other for over seven years. It's all right. Schedules, existential crisis, not during recording. Right. Um, We always, like, we both love marketing, and we both love sports, and we always talked and joked about doing some kind of sports podcast, but I think we knew we were never going to do one about football, like... That just didn't feel right. I have too many it's, Eagles emotions to ever do that rationally. It's what we always said we would do. It just, it just never felt like, I don't know. It felt like it was not the right time. Not We never had like the right, right idea, but we had always talked like we would love a sports podcast. I think it would be something like really great that we would do because we're big on the sport, being a fan of the sports. <laughs> Yeah, is the specific so like... piece about it. I was, I was didn't even mean big on the sports, but being a fan of the sports is different than being big on the sports. <laughs> I also just saw in your eyes the panic when like, like it's this is a conversation we never thought to have on the podcast because we struggle to talk about the things we're good at, and we're also both like very social media savvy people. We both love YouTube, like like media, like 
social media is also something we love. So I think we kind of always felt like we would also just be good at doing a podcast. We just like, we're like, okay, we love sports. We love podcasts. We love social media and YouTube. And we just never found the right thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm one of those people that I like to think that it's like in 2011, if I started vlogging in high school, I would be like a different like life oh, right 100%. now, but like could not I've do told it. Nicole. <laughs> Since the moment I met Nicole, that Nicole needed to be a YouTuber. The other thing you should know about us is that we like to travel to sporting events. So even though we live on different coasts, we'll like travel to sporting events. Going to the USGP was not the first time we did this. Nicole is also my yes friend. Where if I'm like, Nicole, let's go to a Formula One race in Austin. She just goes, let's do it. And then we start, we book stuff. it and we plan it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's This it. is actually the second sporting event that we flew to Texas for. <laughs> Yes, within a couple years. Yeah, we flew for uh, University of Miami, LSU. 2018. Oh, 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at Jerry's World. That was anyway. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So, how did this podcast come to be? Well, we spent like a fantastic weekend at the USGP, and up until I had never been to an F1 race. Nicole went to one Friday practice of the Miami GP that same year last year. Mm-hmm. And I had this long held belief that I didn't know enough about Formula One to do a podcast about Formula One. And over the course of the weekend, Nicole very subtly wore that part of me down and convinced me and showed me that that is so far from the truth. <laughs> with every interaction that we had. Yeah, I think it was consistently, like, we would leave a conversation, and I was like, do you realize, like, the the knowledge that was dropped and shared? and th- Like, this is, like, so our people, your people, like, all, like, this is such a fan base that we are very much a part of and, like, can have something to contribute to. So it was Sunday, track invasion, post-podium, and we were standing there looking at the Mercedes garage and they were packing everything up away. And I just remember so clearly you and I making eye contact and me going, we should do the podcast. And you looked at me and you were like, we should do the podcast. And it was like that moment where we realized that like we could do this. Um, then Nicole went and stared at the Daniel Ricardo McLaren garage and cried. So we paused so on the conversation for a little bit. Yeah, I needed to not, yeah. Mercedes was, like, the first or second garage, and, like, McLaren was, like, towards the end. So, like, we didn't make our way, and there was, like, you know, Celebration and Podium and DJ Diesel and, like, wow, Shaq is a tall dude. Like, you know? And then we were, like, let's change our lives and start a podcast. And then I needed to have an existential crisis and then, you know, have some wine and plan a podcast. (laughs) By the way. Track Invasion, if you're going to the USGP, definitely do it. It was, like, not necessarily because you want to see the podium. Like, that part was cool. It was fine. You know, it's there. Um, but, like, being on the track, like, we we did starts. Like, we stood in Lewis Hamilton's grid slot and ran. <laughs> and then we get to see them all pack up. And we watched Red Bull celebrate the constructors, which was less fun. But, like, still cool. So, like. Climb the wall. Climb the you fence. Know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, and be kind to the security guards that are just trying to keep you all safe. People are so mean and rude. And also, like, don't climb over the fence. Stay right. behind Stay behind the fence. It's okay. You can literally stand 
on the concrete wall, on the fence. Don't climb on top of it. It's so scary and dangerous. And don't be a jerk to security when they tell you to get down. Right. Or that it's time to leave or, you know, Mm -hmm. it's... Just, just, just do it. Yeah, don't ruin the fun for other people. But um, then that pick night, up your pieces of the Pirelli tires on the ground and go home. I have so many tire marbles. So many it. tire marbles. <laughs> I gave tire marbles to everyone when I got home. I was like, "Here is a piece of tire," and they were all like, "Thanks, Brianna. This is the souvenir you bring back." And I'm like, "You don't understand." <laughs> um. Yeah, and then that night we went to dinner and we got very drunk at a very fancy restaurant and discussed all the details of this theoretical podcast that we were decently convinced at that point that we were 100% going to do. 39 episodes later. I guess at this point it's like 38 and a half because we're like halfway through this episode. So, <laughs> yeah. Wow. And yeah. I think we both went home from the weekend. And we reached back out to each other and we were both a little like, so were we drunk or are we actually doing this? Yeah. Yeah. There was like, I remember you sending me a message of like, okay, so like I was serious. And like, if you weren't super serious and now we've like had some time, I like get it. But if not, we should definitely do this. And I was like, no, I was so serious. And then, uh, you know, some weekly by weekly meetings later and developing a brand and being two people who do all of this we have created a really cool show that's very unique and very something us. very us which was something that we felt very important to have in it to you know that was what separates our show from the rest of other shows out there not just f1 podcast but any podcast is that it's us so that's what we wanted to make sure really stood out and it's been a wild ride, and I think it will continue to be a wild ride, and I am so very happy and thankful that we went to CODA for a million reasons, but one of them being finally clicked that this was our thing. This was this was the thing that we needed to complete the podcast that we've theoretically talked about for almost a decade. Gross. Ew. <laughs> so even though you listening to this, you've only been able to listen to Gridwalk for nine-ish months. This has been a year in the making and seven plus years of friendship in the making as well. So it's like, it's a little nostalgic. I feel old. Yeah, wow, our friendship is in like first grade. All right, I think we talked about this about five months ago, but Netflix has officially announced that they are doing their first live sporting event and it's a golf F1 driver golfing event crossover that has uh, Carlos Sainz, Alex Albon, Lando Norris, and a fourth driver who made a ton of sense, and I'm blanking on who. Oh my gosh, panic. Look at Netflix it up. Cup. Netflix Cup. Netflix Cup. Okay, that doesn't help that. Lando Norris is the thumbnail. Gasly. The- Gasly. Okay. Whew. I would apologize to Pierre Gasly, but I, I don't know. The other three like golf, so that. And then it's with a bunch of professional golfers and they're going to do a live golf tournament. And the whole thing is a big like drive to survive and whatever the golf version of the drive to survive show was called crossover event. And it's just to promote a bunch of shows. But I admittedly am hyped. Um, how are you? Feeling? Full swing. Full swing is Thank the show. You. Thank you. 
I promise I did a bunch of research on this before starting to this recording segment. There's a lot to talk about. I'm really excited for all of the reasons that I love to see athletes try other sports. Yes. Um, and we, these particular F1 drivers talk a lot of game about their, you know, golf game. Um, and hopefully I'm expecting a lot from Alex Albon learning a bunch from Lily because he has no excuses being around an unbelievable golf queen professional. I also am just really intrigued putting on all of my business hats of things, how Netflix approaches live sports, how they approach that event because the love is blind reunion was from last year was a nightmare. So like if that was your test run of how you're going to do a live sporting event, when you're advertising for two incredibly successful Netflix series with fan bases that are incredibly dedicated to both shows and to both sports. And it's leading up to one of the largest events of like the year with being the Vegas GP with athletes for this. Like it's the storm of chaos of if, you don't get this live streaming access done right. Like, it's a big uh-oh. Yeah, Netflix hasn't been quiet about the fact that they want into live sports rights. And this is probably supposed to show that they can do that. But yeah, I'm intrigued to see how they make this entertaining and different for someone like me. Like, I I watch the Masters. That's all I watch on golf. Um, I As much as I love F1... I don't really watch it to watch the drivers golf. So tuning in, I'm intrigued what they're going to do to like attract our fan base to be interested in this event that's going on. Right. Besides it just being like drivers golfing, I'd like to see something else. Let's do pit stops in golf carts. <laughs> they better mic them up. That's the big thing. Like that would be such a missed opportunity. Like you got to mic them up. Um, also, Netflix just released a movie recently that's like an interactive movie with different endings. So they have interactive capabilities. So like, there's such an opportunity here, like mic up the drivers and the golfers, like have people live voting on things. Like, is there going to be a chat room? Like they have a big opportunity to have a cross between like a live streamed something on YouTube and Twitch and a normal sporting event. So I, I might, I basically, I'm going into this with heavy expectations to be entertained. And I would like to see them do something interesting. Don't mess it up. You are now charging for people to share passwords. So you have more money now. Don't mess it up. Um, wait, I heard news Words. today. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> Edit that out. No, Nick, you got it. Nick you got it. going to do a test run with Alpine. Yeah, for your uh, endurance racing. It's in the car. Yeah, I would like to actually in have the a car. He's in the car. And did you hear that Netflix is doing um, something with F1 also? Wait, wait, it's coming to me. That one's not coming to me. We actually were F1. just recording on that. What was if that? If you listen to the episode doing... on Thursday. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, we just. They're doing a live, like, charity golf match. Oh, that's it. With, with F1 drivers. Yeah, and golfers. Yeah. Before Vegas. Carlos yeah. Sainz. Ooh, he's going to be there. Yeah. Are you going to watch it? Yeah, that could be fun. Yeah. Could be fun. It's on a all Tuesday. All right, nice seeing you and Nicole. Uh, all right, second business sponsorship news of the day. Alpine announced a whole list of other 
investors. Now, some clarification, because I've seen some muddled information go around. There was the $200 million that was invested into Alpine, and that was the Ryan Reynolds, It's Always Sunny group. Ryan that... McElhenney. <laughs> I know, but I just like to say It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the Ryan and Ryan It group. just sounds like the show is investing in Alpine. Well, which, you know, like, also doesn't brain... sound... I mean, Rob, Matt, that it's all the same thing, but... In my head, that is what happened. Um, but that was already a group of investors. And what was announced today is that a bunch of athletes essentially bought into that pot. So whatever percentage of the business they got for the 200 million they're giving some of those shares to new people like travis kelsey and patrick mahomes look travis kelsey if you're trying to just get my attention and be my best friend so fine i really understand that you're just getting involved in everything that i love um but we just you know have shared interests um but to be so very serious like I love seeing all the involvement of people investing in F1, blah, blah, blah. Alpine. Like, hi, why why is so much money being thrown right now in this direction that hasn't necessarily produced um, returning of said money? At least recently. <laughs> I The interesting thing about this announcement is that there's no more money being thrown there. I think, I think the company that has put together this investment group is very smart to pull in all these athletes where they can leverage the PR and the star power of these athlete investors into their investment into Alpine. Like clearly some part of their strategy was, all right, we're going to invest this $200 million, then we're going to get athletes and famous people to, in, to pay us for some of that investment, and then we're going to be able to leverage that star power for marketing and attention, which is is great, but I think it's just getting like more headlines than it should because it's Alpine. Yeah, I, I, and then I'm just like, all right, how many like people? Okay, like sure, you're investing this much in it, but like what you have like a point zero one percent like stake in Alpine, and this is just becoming a headline. Like, yeah, there's probably like numerous, numerous people that we've never even heard of on that list. So it it is like right. you're saying, coming down to a headline, which, you know, in like some ways, I mean, it's cool to see like celebrities acknowledge and talk about it, which yeah. I will always get very excited for. And had we talked about recently, Travis Kelsey has great taste as he was at the Mercedes Garage at the Miami GP in 2022. Um, but, it, it, yeah, it just seems a little bit like Alpine playing the PR game of look at all these people that like us and are interested and da, 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 da. I'm excited to see what step two is. Like, right now, it's like, look at all these big names that have invested money into Alpine. Like, I would like to them to now leverage that beyond a name. Like, I'm excited to see what that means. Because this isn't the first time in sports that athletes have invested into other sports. Um, what When that really starts to matter is when they show up and they bring attention and connection. So I'm excited to see what that means for Alpine and F1 in general. Like, yeah, like show me Travis Kelsey at a game. Maybe bring your girlfriend. I was going to say, what do you think Travis Kelsey would show up with a certain individual that maybe would cause a little bit 
of a couple more eyes to be brought to a racetrack. That maybe would happen. Who knows? I don't know who we could be talking about. Whoops. Last businessy type story of the week that we're going to talk about is that Ferrari dropped USGP specific merch and it's the next iteration in their line of things that are like other sports jerseys but make it Ferrari and these jerseys are for some reason football jerseys to them. And to me, I saw them and my brain did not think that looked like a football jersey. And when I say football, I mean American football. It's supposed to be the NFL. They're throwing pigskins. <laughs> like this is, is it just me or do they not look like football jerseys at all? It looked like they took European football jerseys, but yes. printed American football jerseys on them. They're not made of quote-unquote jersey material like McLaren has done or Williams has done or like football jerseys are made of when they're football jerseys. And they don't have numbers on them. Like, if they just I thought they had the, like, I thought it was, like, printed, like, but, like, smaller. I might have missed that. That helps at least a little bit. But it's in, like, the Ferrari font. Hold on. Now I'm fact-checking myself. Maybe I made it up. Okay, so... No, it, they have, like, their... But it's, but like... But they're on their, the belly! Yeah, it's weird! Again, it's like they made their polo t-shirts, like, a a European <laughs> soccer jersey, football jersey, however you want to phrase that, but are, like, calling it an American... What is that? That's not a jersey material in the definition of American like, jersey material. I don't need material. it to be American jersey material. I but do. You need to at least get creative enough to understand that the number doesn't go in the belly button. Like, but here's the thing: like you can't put. If you were to like, make, if you were to put that on jersey material, make the number like we two would give x it a pass. bigger. But even just, yeah, the, but like that's, yeah, nothing about this is, this is yeah, a, not, an American was not involved in this process is all it screamed to me. And you, so you cannot tell me that this is an NFL jersey, an American football jersey, and think I'm going to be okay with that. V-neck coming soon to an NFL stadium near you. But he does not look- grass fields, just V-neck jerseys. They look great. Look, yeah. the, the look, drivers look great. F1 but you know what? They would look great a in a paper bag. Like that's right. that's really it. Yeah, holding a football, it's fantastic. It looks great here because you can't tell that it's supposed to be a football jersey. This is just a good photo of Carlos Sainz holding a football. Yeah, he's a sweatshirt underneath it. What is going on? <laughs> I no Ferrari no. But, like, try again. Like, don't be discouraged. You just, like, you were going in the right direction. But then you you veered too close to the Ferrari on this one and didn't lean far enough into where you were trying to go. And yeah, you stayed too close jersey, to the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do it if you're going to do it. But the video they put out, I just would like to say I'm impressed that it seems like someone showed Carlos Sainz how to actually throw a football, which is not a guarantee with European men in general, where he even twisted it to put his hands on the laces. So shout out to you, Carlos Sainz. At least you know how to throw a football.
No. I mean, look, your Austin preview doesn't need to be that in-depth. Everyone loves Austin. It's a fan favorite. It's a driver favorite. It is an F1 all-time great time. Lots of overtakes, fun turns, fun straights, fun hills, fun all the things, fun all of everything you want and more at a track. Um, that's everything you need to know. There's going to be some stuff with tires and cars are going to stop and we love Austin. So let's get into what we think is going to happen this weekend. <laughs> Behind the scenes, Nicole just said all of that before we started recording. and But she ended it with something she left out here. I forgot how I ended it. I did completely forget how I ended it. And it's that Nicole went eagle and then made an oh, eagle yes. noise. <laughs> I did forget about my bald eagle sound. Ah! It was horrible. It was not good. I didn't think it sounded like a bald eagle. But in the middle of that, I said, I had a funny way that I ended this in conversation because this is how I just speak. This isn't content. I did Nicole, immediately I forget. speak differently on the podcast. We're just always doing podcasts when we talk to each other. <laughs> Which is why sometimes oh I'm annoyed God. when we don't hit record fast enough because Nicole mm. gave a great preview and I went, just do it again. Here we go. <laughs> so, uh... It is, unfortunately, a sprint weekend. I'm over it. I'm yeah, over really? it. I'm over them. Yeah. Uh, but that means we have more things to predict and pick this weekend. So, uh... Yay. Predictions make me stress. Mostly because I'm losing. <laughs> Nicole, who was your P3 in the sprint? My P3 in the sprint, I have Oscar Piastri. I, at one point, did have Oscar Piastri written in my notes, but instead mm. I decided to finalize with George Russell. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Mercedes is bringing, like, a new floor. Maybe I'm trying, maybe I'm feeling a little hopeful around it. Maybe I shouldn't, but I am. Yeah, my, like, really detailed overview of Austin doesn't go into how there's, like, a exciting avalanche of upgrades like coming to austin but like red bull won so you know it, it also just comes down to the conversation of if like checo makes it of P i don't know there's a lot of things but like lots of upgrades are also happening add that to my yeah caveat you know there's my checo analysis i don't think he's gonna be on the podium for the sprint at this point until checo oh my gosh that is the largest water cup ever <laughs> You just did. For those not watching on YouTube. This Nicole is not did. the first time I have consumed water from this during this episode. That's the first time I've noticed. <laughs> For those watching on YouTube, Nicole just did the most delicate tiny sip out of a Taylor Swift cup as big as her head. <laughs> Thank you, AMC, for my uh, souvenir cup from the Eras Tour movie. <laughs> oh my god. I don't remember what I was saying about Checo. So moving on, who do you have as P8? Checo's not going to be on the podium. Um, P8 in the points I have Fernando Alonso. I went with Charles in P8. Oh, I, I, I have, I'm back on my no Ferrari train. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I'm burned. I've gone back on everything that I've ever said before again. So, okay, never listen to any... Don't trust me. But trust me, I'm so trustworthy. Except when it comes to Ferrari. Yeah. Even if you were saying bad things were going to happen for Ferrari, you... Um, yeah, I... 
I don't know. It just felt like something could go wrong. <laughs> I don't know. That's. But it yeah. also could. It, it. It. I. Yeah. I. I want it there. I don't know. I guess yeah. I would want him higher, but I want him not DNFing. Yeah. Um, not sad, Charles, this weekend. So. <laughs> so then who do you have as your most points not Red Bull for the sprint? McLaren. And I do too. Wow, and so shocker. Move, right. <laughs> Moving into our race predictions, though, I did the same strategy that worked for me last week, where I said, I'm also going to pick McLaren as my top team not named Red Bull in the points for the race, because I think McLaren will either do it for the sprint or for the race, and I would like one point again, please. Yes, and last time I said I'm going to hedge my bets with Ferrari and McLaren, and now I think, you're so silly, you girl. You do not, you're so silly. You do not do that again. No. So now we have McLaren for the race and for <laughs> the sprint. All right. So that's good for me because I am I am in the lead. Yeah, I'm just trying to like make up for I don't <laughs> red mistakes. I totally forgot to establish at the beginning of this segment that, uh, by the way, we are doing predictions every week until the end of the season. At the end of the season, whoever has the least amount of points, so it has lost our predictions battle, uh, is going to end up in an ice bath. So we, we have some serious stakes on the line here. And I'm losing. So. You can see how overjoyed and thrilled she is. So just so you know, we're going to follow through on our bets. Nicole's already... We have five more races, and she's already dreading potentially ending up in an ice bath. We were tied for, like, a bit, so it was like, ha-ha! And now I'm not tied, and currently, if, you know, it had to be tomorrow, I'd be in an ice bath. And that sounds cold. Anyway, P2 for you, because we just don't predict P1 anymore, because why would we do that? (laughs) Sir Lewis Hamilton. He loves Coda. Mercedes bringing an upgrade. I will continue to put out the positive vibes. Sir Lewis Hamilton on the podium, USGP, P2. I will continue the positive vibes, but I am slightly not as positive as I have Lando Norris in P2. But following that up immediately with my P3, I have Sir Lewis Hamilton! Well, I have a McLaren in my P3, but it is not Lando Norris. I have Oscar Piastri continuing his podium streak with a P3. That that would be great. That would be fun. I Something in my brain is anticipating Lando trying to, you know, be very oh, careful sure. about his, not, his, mis, you know, his mistakes last time. But honestly, Oscar's been on it, so it wouldn't be surprised. It's going to, I, there's going to, I believe that there will be a McLaren. Yes. Pop and champagne bottles in Austin. I have essentially learned in through most of this season doing these predictions that they're very hard to do, and especially because we are recording on Tuesday and there hasn't been a single car on track and I, we haven't even gotten upgrade details. So I believe there will be at least one McLaren on the podium. So I'm going to go with the one I want to root for. Because <laughs> who knows? Very good. Very fair. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> uh, P10. Who'd you got? Because I can. Oh, I knew you were going to do this. I'm going to do it. I have to. It, it's wrong. It's wrong of me. And like, what kind of fan am I if I don't? Daniel Ricardo, P10, finishing the points. We're doing it. I'm going for it. Again. I 
already gave myself the double McLaren. Like, I gotta have fun somewhere in predictions. I will never have fully logical predictions because that's just not who I am. Well, because I had a really good inkling that you were going to put Daniel Ricciardo as P10, I decided to have fun with it and put Yuki as my P10. <gasps> wow, I thought you were going to maybe steal my, just like, be like, haha, you can't pick Alex Albon. I'll say Alex Albon, but this is more fun. It's a battle of it. the Alphataris. Yes, I thought about it, and then I thought it would be more fun to say battle of the Alphataris. Because I do think one of them could end up in P10. Who knows which mm-hmm. one? Mm-hmm. Um, all right we should probably stop ending on this one because it's a little bit of a sad one but this is our driver the last driver to cross the checkered flag so they have to finish the race but they will finish it last uh, who do you have k mag i'm gonna it it just feels like that you know potential for uh haas home race Perfect storm. Yeah. Oh no. Big upgrades. External garage. Who knows what that's about? Why? I was gonna say, one so you're practice. not feeling good about their massive upgrades with one practice? No, I was gonna say, like one I don't really feel like they're gonna like necessarily nail it Friday one practice. So uh but that's I don't necessarily feel unique to Haas, but it just no. But I, I have less faith in Haas doing it mm-hmm. versus other teams. I was saying, I was earlier, I was like, I feel positive about Mercedes bringing their new floor. <laughs> but I don't, and Haas is bringing an entirely different car. And I'm like, oh. Um, and so I guess our last to finish is also a battle of something because it is the battle of Haas because I went with Nico Hulkenberg. All right, Nico. Yeah, I guess we're giving a little bit of break of. Um... We've been coming after Alfa Romeo for a bit, I feel like. Oh, oh, I heard that noise. I made it close. You want to come up? Come here. And our second guest on Gridwalk, Harper! Hi, baby. (laughs) Okay. Parker's somewhere offended. He's, like, infuriated outside my door. Parker has been on the podcast many times. He, like, doesn't count. No. I don't want him to count. He's not allowed to count. He doesn't know anything about F1. <laughs> yeah, um, Harper just knows that sometimes it's very early in the morning and I yell a lot. Oh, Parker does know that. Yeah. But... Uh, which reminds me of one of my favorite pieces of content we've ever made, which was the POV of your dog on a race day. <laughs> so, Go scroll if... for that. It's, yeah. it's quality content. I don't even remember what race it was for. It might have been like Austria or something. There was a bit of a layoff. It was the end of July, the last time we got to predict an F1 Academy race. But it's back this weekend for their season finale. And it's finally going to be broadcasts! July? That's... Yeah. Wow, crazy. That... Oh my goodness. I And we're in October. That mm-hmm. whole different season. So excited for this to be broadcasted. Long time coming. I mean... Definitely was a rush to replace the W series. So I guess in hindsight, it's really cool that we were able to have like this in some capacity and maybe kind of figure out some of the bugs that we won't necessarily see next year since we'll be having iPhone Academy next year. And I'm excited to watch this weekend and next year. 
and it'll be a good way to kind of get code is a great track to probably trial run broadcasting this race i agree it's Races. such a great circuit um for anyone who hasn't been following along f1 academy closely up to this point i understand they have made it pretty difficult for you to do so um the racing has been really impressive and exciting i can recommend on the youtube channel they did they always did highlights for every race so if you're really invested and want to go back and watch the race highlights they are fun videos to watch uh, but in quick summary they've done 18 races so far uh, because they have uh, a like they have race one and then they do a reverse grid and then race three so there's three different races in their weekend um over the 18 races there have been 11 different podium finishers so it's been a very competitive series overall uh, which is just exciting to see uh like you aren't going in like oh this one person's dominating it like what was happening in the w series um, and then going into this weekend the top three drivers in the standings can all still win the championship after this weekend very exciting. Uh, so, Don't know what that's yeah. like recently. I know. <laughs> uh, reminder, it is a spec series. Um, and they are driving uh, F4 level cars. Um, is what is going on here. Hold on. Stalling, 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 stalling. Um, okay. And since it has been a long time since we did this, uh, a reminder we i didn't total the points from last time we did this hold on we can you want to pause yep. recording yep. and we can do that real quick yes uh-oh wow things got interesting we did the math and added our scores from the last round so the way this works is we draft drivers we can only draft two drivers in the top six and one has to be in the bottom half of the standings and We've been doing this since round three, and somehow we are tied at 255 apiece going into the final round. Oh, and whatever the driver's points they score, they score those points for us. So somehow through four rounds of doing this, we've tied. Uh, how do we decide who goes first? What do we do now? What? How do um, we... I think we should... Um, I'm going to random number generate, and if it is an odd number, it, do you want odd or even, Nicole? I even. Okay. Min 1, max 100. And... All right, Nicole's going first. Oh, see, for me, it froze on 13, and I was like, first oh. it's a sign from Taylor Swift saying hello, and I lost, but... Um, <laughs> No, cool. I get to go first. Um, or I guess you get to choose if you want to go first. Nope, I want to go first. Okay, I assumed. All right, Nicole. Uh, we snake draft this, which means I get to go second and third. But Nicole, who are you taking with your? First so I'm taking Marta as my first pick. I am not shocked, but I'm disappointed that you get her again this week. But that means that I get Lena and Hamda as my picks two and three. So I get the challengers chasing down Marta for this championship this weekend. 
But I'm going to take Abby as my second pick in the top or whatever. Mm -hmm. Top half. And going into my third and final pick, hoping for a better weekend, I'm taking Bianca Bustamante. All right. Bianca, who, by the way, has some of the most incredible social media. I was a about to say exactly that she's been stepping up her short form content everywhere and it's hysterical and very real go check it out and all right with my pick of the person who is below p6 in the standings i'm going with amelie dejos whose last name is very hard for me to say with my american accent Uh, but she has been a fantastic points getter for me this season and for you i feel like every time one of us picks us no it's a it good is pick good. Yeah. Uh, but i am so so excited to watch this race next week after the final race of the season we're going to do a whole segment on like a a post-mortem on the season recapping the whole thing the f1 academy has also been announcing a lot of new karting initiatives so we're going to get into that and also get excited and break down the 2024 calendar so so much more f1 academy to come even though this is the last race weekend for them of this year welcome back to yellow sector notes not the fastest walk around f1 but we will complete a full lap around the paddock hitting every f1 garage starting with an f1 note today it was announced that spa extended their contract with f1 through 2025 now on to the teams williams announced that they signed on to puma as an official team supplier joining ferrari mercedes and the overall global f1 brand haas has special usgp race suits and a car livery again this year uh, Lewis spoke with British GQ this week about fashion in general, is how I would describe it. Definitely go read the article, it was really good. I'm not going to be able to sum it up, just in a, in a short yellow sector note. Uh, Checo is doing a collab with a major shirt manufacturer in Mexico called Acapella, and he's also doing pop-up store events for the GP week. So if you live in major cities in Mexico, go check out the Acapella Instagram account and Checo's Instagram account to go meet him. Seems cool what he's doing. Charles Leclerc took some time in New York before the USGP in Austin this week and he attended a Nets game. Aston Martin is doing a bunch of fan storytelling this week for the USGP, highlighting Austin-based fans to talk about their stories of becoming an F1 fan. Alpine note this week is actually about their endurance racing because we did talk about uh, their big news, which is their investor news already today. Um, but Mick will be testing in the Alpine race car soon for their endurance team. Um, and I will probably insert the fun recording I did with my mom when she popped in to pick up the dog and say hello to Nicole because she was very excited for Mick. Valdry Bottas announced that he's going to be doing a bike event again, and this time in Australia. McLaren did some development driver testing last week in Barcelona. And last but not least, AlphaTauri is set to announce their new title sponsor soon based on quotes coming out from the team saying they know who it is and the contract is signed. But you know what's going to happen, honestly, is that between now, like this recording and the time this is released, they will announce it. But at this point, I can just keep saying, why are you still teasing it? Just tell us who it's going to be, please. And I will leave that in and just make fun of myself if... By the time you all hear this, it has happened. 
So that's it. Those are the Yellow Sector notes for October... What is the date? October 19th, 2023. Completed. How was my sector time today, Nicole? Faster than all of these athletes are investing in Alpine. The first time I think you're wrong. I think I was slower than that today. Well, thank you to VoiceOver Man. Thank you to the creativity of Danny Rick's merch team and our four-legged executive producers. If you are watching on YouTube, subscribe, like the video, and leave us a comment saying your favorite tip for attending an F1GP. doesn't have to be CODA, but extra bonus points if it's for CODA, because that is our favorite, so extra special. Actually, thank you to CODA this week, because CODA led to all of this. If you are an audio listener, don't forget to follow, turn on auto downloads. Again, hit the download button, delete right away, hit the download button. It takes two seconds, really makes such a difference to us. But also just listen to it, download the pod. Auto downloads, rate review the pod, all of those things that every podcast tells you to do because they really do make a difference to us, the people doing the podcast, making the podcast, and we really appreciate them. Join us for daily grid walks on all social media platforms at Gridwalk Show is where you will find us. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, threads. We will be back to walk the Formula One grid every single Thursday, and we sincerely hope that you join us.